Hello, good evening, and welcome. A happy Halloween to you all, whether you're in New Jersey or Florida, everywhere in between, West Coast, East Coast, I do not care as long as you listen. All right, let's jump right in to the Mount Airy trip I had two weeks ago. Not exactly two weeks ago. It will be exactly two weeks ago this Friday, in fact, for all you exact fact buffs out there. I don't know if I'm appealing to any of you or not, but I went to Mount Airy two weeks ago, and I noticed something that I think all of you should hear about. It was that Mount Airy is a Andy Griffith Museum within itself. It has a Andy Griffith Museum, but I think the town is more of a Andy Griffith Museum than the actual museum is, and the reason is this, because the museum was small, and I do believe that it had a limited amount of things noted that they are all donated by the Andy Griffith Foundation. I don't exactly know what that is called, but it was donated by he and his wife before his passing. Rest in peace, Andy Griffith. You will forever be missed. But I do think that the town did him more justice than the museum did. It had the guitar and everything, but that and that was cool. It was it was really cool to see everything that it had. And I do believe that they have wanted him to be remembered as a legend, and he is a legend. I'm not taking anything away from him. I just think that they overdid it a bit because of this. It, everywhere you turned, there was something about Andy Griffith. Not that that's a bad thing, but you would think that there would want to be a little more variety in terms of tourism. If that's all you've got, people aren't going to want to come back unless they're just really big fans of the show. And then you have those people coming back three, four, and five times to see things that they have seen already obsessively. And I think that, I mean, I think that seeing everything yourself, taking all the sights in, is amazing. But seeing everything that you do that someone does for a particular person is amazing. And I do think that that town is amazing for the heritage and the star that they had born of it. But also the things save for posterity. So as well as Shelton Winery and Vineyards, I went there on my trip to Mount Airy. It was an amazing place, whether you're in into wine or not, in the wine business or not, I do believe that winery is a wonderful place to visit. If you can, visit it. If you can't, well, maybe you can work it out some other time because I do believe and I am not be and I'm not being paid. I'm not getting paid, although I hope to one day I'm not getting paid to say this or anything on this show. Anything that you hear, I'm not being paid for. So, I do believe that is not a wasted visit here to Shelton Winery and Vineyards, whether you're a native of Mount Airy or not. 
visit it if you haven't already. They bring up some really interesting points on their tour, such as the winery has this wine. The first wine they ever made was aged in bin 17, as correctly as I remember it, bin 17 was where their first wine was aged, and that is why the wine is named Ben 17. Next up, Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird is under fire for the reasoning of it making people uncomfortable. This may be a little long-winded because I'm heated about this. I'm not offended. I'm just heated. So, I don't understand. I understand why this book is under fire because of the language and the content matter being that it says the n-word multiple times and the content matter is about rape I can understand how that would offend some people and that is duly noted in my brain and duly justified that you would be offended by that because it is something that isn't it's sort of a taboo it is a taboo, but back in the 30s, when this book was set, you could hear the N-word and talk of incessant rape, as I assume, flying around at every turn, because I wasn't born in the 30s, I will go ahead and assume that talk of incessant rape wasn't spoken about then. That was just for historical accuracy, as was Harper Lee's use of the N-word in To Kill a Mockingbird, because I do not believe she is a racist. I refuse to believe that she is a racist. I am not a racist. Just to clear that up, I was just talking about this. I was just bringing this up for fact of future knowledge. I do believe that this is an important topic, and exactly why the school district in Mississippi, exactly where it's located, I have no idea, but I think it's justified yet unjustified because you in one in one way you're protecting kids. In the next you are screwing them out of reading one of the greatest books in American history. Have I read it? No. But do I believe that it is a pinnacle of American literature? Yes. And I honestly believe that any one of you right now walk into an English class somewhere in America, get a plane ticket, something, I don't care, just walk into an, get a visitor's pass, walk into a high school in an English class, observe somewhere in the country, mark my words, they will be reading To Kill a Mockingbird. Someone at home, in their study, in a classroom, in a public library, I don't know where and I don't care where, that book is still prevalent and still loved today. So, while it is offensive, some of the subject matter, I do not agree with taking it off the shelves altogether. So, with that said... I would like to thank each and every one of you, like I said at the top of the show, whether you be from Illinois, North Carolina, 
Florida, Oklahoma, Mississippi, Arkansas, California, Nevada, Utah, Alaska, Hawaii, anywhere. Thank you a million times over for lending me your ear, lending me your time, and lending me your patience because I know these podcasts can get a little lengthy at times and I appreciate you sticking around for the long haul. I hope that you all will stay with me long enough to watch me make it big, hopefully get syndicated on some sort of radio station that I that I intend to pursue in the future. And but for now, I guess you're stuck with me. Not not stuck with me. Not stuck with me. You are experiencing the ride with me. Thank you in express and in advance for listening each and every one of you, like I said, from east of the Mississippi to west of the Pacific. I don't care where you're from. It's all the same. To me, I do not see color. I do not see creed. All I see is a human race. Thank you and express for listening, especially to Buzzsprout, the generous benefactors of the Ebon Zone. Thank you for letting me use your website and giving me the tips and tricks to the trade of podcasting. Thank you to Kevin, Priscilla, and everyone in the resource team at buzzsprout.com. Thank you to everyone for listening, and I will see you next Friday. Happy Halloween to every one of you. One more thing I would like to add is one of my very good friends, Mr. Adam Wyatt, is getting married sometime next year. Whether I will be at the wedding or not, I have no idea, but congratulations to him. I can... I send my deepest congratulations and my utmost well wishes to him. Thank you for teaching me everything you have. He was actually my fifth and seventh grade teacher, so he has taught me some things. And uh, thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for making such an impact on my life. And I wish you all the best with your blushing bride. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And bearing with me through these almost 11 minutes on this Tuesday night. I know you're tired, but thank you for listening anyway. I will see you next Friday. Happy Halloween, everyone.